All right, we're recording. Um, so what I wanted to do this week was talk about a better way to network is what I think I'll title it. And I want to get your take on it. So I think um, about two or three weeks ago, I reached out to you and was basically laying out my argument for why cold calling is actually networking, but it's better than traditional networking. And so last week I wrote um, the newsletter on why traditional networking is stupid. And I laid out all the downsides and the reasons why I don't like it and why a lot of people don't like it. And then this newsletter that went out last night at the time they were recording this, it went out last night was basically, Hey, here's a better way to network. And I didn't give, I didn't give away the big reveal that it was actually cold calling until about halfway through the letter. I just basically laid the argument out for why it's better. And, you know, if you look at the term of, of like, if we're defining our term as what networking actually is, it's building relationships with the hope of writing revenue or it leading to another relation allows us to write revenue. And if you've been listening to us for any amount of time, you know that we are big fans of cold calling and sure cold calling, you know, it might take longer and you have to put in some more, I guess maybe effort on the front end, but it has so many upsides as to why it's a better way to build relationships. And I'm just going to rattle off uh, a few of them in the newsletter here. And then I'll let you tell me what you think. So, a few of the reasons why I don't like traditional networking, and I am admittedly a, a bit of an introvert. I don't like, and I've got five kids, right? so my time just doesn't allow the cocktails and the after hours and the conventions and all this stuff. I just, I, I don't have a lot of time for it. Uh, I could make more time for it, but I, I don't really want to. But secondly, like, I don't, I don't like the, I feel like I'm, it's disingenuous because I'm going to these events. I don't really care to pretend like I want to be somebody's friend. I, I, it just doesn't, it feels icky to me. And I know that there are some extroverts out there that are probably shaking their head. They're like, no, I like to meet new people. And yeah, and, and I get that. Okay. So my wife's an extrovert. I get that. But I, you know, at least for me anyways, it just, it has never felt right. It's always felt very disingenuous. And uh, looking at the newsletter here, just a couple of the things I wrote down here. Basically, I just say the best way to network is through cold calling and this gasp, blasphemy, I know. But the, you know, the great thing about cold calling is, for example, you don't have to leverage friends and family for business because you don't need them. You don't have to rely on your network for leads or to make introductions to other people because you've got your own lead list of 300 prospects to call. You're not forced to be a generalist. You know how basically you're at the mercy of whatever your network, whatever their business is or the people that they know, whatever their business is, because you get to call on any niche you want. You don't have to participate in ask kissing contests at events or conventions because you can sim simply pick up the phone and dial a decision maker. 
you don't have to wait to be picked because you get to take control and proactively make calls. Like that's one of the things we talk about all the time is like, okay, if, if every business owner knows 10 brokers, you just got to basically hope that you're one of the people that he decides to call. Right. So there's an element of, you know, I'm giving away my agency to somebody else. You're kind of waiting to be picked. You're waiting for them to pick up the phone and call you. But with your cold calling, it's a more proactive approach. Um, another one, you don't have to over pursue the few opportunities you get because you've got a pipeline full of other opportunities. If you're relying on networking, I, you know, you traditionally get a lot less opportunities because you only, you know, have so many personal relationships, but if you're cold calling, I mean, you can, <laughs> as many people as you're willing to dial as many people, as many doors as you can open. Uh, you don't have to wonder if you'll hit your revenue goal because when cold calling, you can track your conversions and reverse engineer your activity so that you reliably and predictably hit your goal. The list goes on and on and on. If I had to sum it up in one sentence, cold calling is better than traditional when networking because you can be proactive instead of reactive and take control of your own success. So that's my thesis. And when I sent you a text this morning that said, hey, are we still recording? You said, yeah, like the newsletter, but it sounded like a sermon. So what the hell does that mean? <laughs> what? what does that mean? <laughs> that wasn't a slight. That was that was actually a compliment. Um, no, but if anyone listening, if you ever go to church, right, not a, not a Catholic church, but like the non-denominational style church, a lot of the messages kind of nowadays are very similar in, in the structure, not obviously the message themselves, but a lot of times it's, a 30 to 40 minute, maybe a 20 to 40 minute, somewhere in that range message, but it always starts with, you know, some story or whatever. And then they kind of eventually tie it back in at the very end. So that's all I meant by that. There was nothing uh, bad gotcha. meant by that at all, but I thought it was well okay. written. So nice job. No, kudos thank to you. you. And of course this might come as a shocker to everyone out there, but I agree with pretty much all the points you made. Um, you know, I thought I read last, I read the one last week where you said networking basically sucks or whatever. I can't remember all the points you made, um, but I like this letter a lot better because I think it kind of brought everything home. So I think um, mm. if you only read last week's, it could leave you thinking like, eh, I don't know. But the way you went point by point, um, I thought was really well done. And I'll just kind of reiterate and add my thoughts on a couple of those, but like, one that you mentioned that I think is we've talked about, I think before is the whole disingenuous side of, of networking, you know, and the exploitation, it's kind of like LinkedIn, like, you know, once people found out, Hey, if you just comment and like on everyone's post, eventually you'll build this relationship with them and maybe you'll get your foot in the door. Well, then as a creator, you got to wonder if someone's trying to sell you something, you got to wonder, are they just liking and commenting on my post? Cause they want me to eventually, you know, do business with me. So it's like, you always have that up uphill battle then. And maybe again, maybe it's just you, it's in your your head and my head because we're more of an introvert. I don't know. You know, maybe that's or maybe we're just bad people and we have ulterior motives. <laughs> so, mm. we, so we're projecting our own uh, thought process on others. But I but I agree with you. It's like I wouldn't go as far as say as networking is disingenuous. But what I would say is what doesn't make sense in the hypocrisy and everything is why does cold calling get such a bad rap when networking doesn't? That's more of the argument I would make. Is like. It's fine if you think networking's great and it's, you know, upstanding and you should be proud of it, whatever. But then don't bash cold calling 
because to me, cold calling is actually the most genuine thing you can do, right? Um, if you do it how you should do it, which is just by being real with people, calling them and seeing if they have a problem that you can help, right? How is that something to be ashamed of? You know, how is that something to be, how is that something that's slimy, right? That's, that's as most vulnerable as you can get. That's as most forthright as you can get with someone is just calling them up, seeing if they have a problem, telling them how you help those problems and ask if they want to talk. That's all it is. So I think when I hear people just talk about cold calling being slimy and icky and blah, it's like, dude, you're missing the the point, man. You're not trying to convince people and, and pressure them, back them into a corner to get a meeting out of them. That's the problem. If that's what you're doing, then go find a different style. I think you need to change up your mindset and your approach with the purpose of your call. Um, I get there's some element to like, hey, there's people on the fence and you got to try to convince them to meet with you. Again, I, maybe, but I'm still not trying to convince them. I'm just trying to ask them questions and peel back layers and you know get past that first possible objection. Um, and maybe it, I think Josh Braun does a good job of saying this. Like not every objection is an objection. Sometimes it's just the truth, right? Like, Ooh, hey, I like that. Yeah, he said he's he probably puts out a, one post a week, kind of on, around that theme, and I I think it makes a ton of sense. So I got to give him some some props on that one because it's like it's true, right? And we talk about sorting versus selling. It's the same concept. It's just you know you're not for everyone, and and but yeah, all we're doing is calling people. So so yeah, I wanted to speak to that because I'm like that just bugs me when um, when cold calling gets a bad rap. Um, and then the couple other things, and I'll let you jump back in is. Um, the control aspect, right? Like I don't have to hope I meet someone at an event. I just get to go kind of snipe them, sniper them out. Be like, I want to meet this guy. I'm going to pick up the phone and call him. Wouldn't you rather be that kind of producer? Um, wasting time. I hate networking events. I like, I'll, I don't mind like going to lunches with people or like if it's a coffee event, but I just don't want to go after hours downtown or in this, you know, do all this stuff. Like it's just not me. Now, if you like that stuff, great, go do it. That's awesome. It doesn't hurt you. I just personally, don't want to do that and i don't want to make the time for it and i've I, I haven't needed to do that for the last 12 years so i'm not going to start now you know um and then the last thing i'll just mention is you and you didn't you didn't mention it on this on this show but in the letter you did make a point that i thought was very relevant and good it's about building relationships starts after that cold call um right because you have that first conversation just like you meet someone at a networking event you have that first conversation well, if that's all you talk to them and you call me a year later, it's not, you know, nothing really became of it. Uh, it's all about how are you building that relationship after that? You got to be intentional. Um, but I think this is pretty cool because it's like, okay, let's say you only talk to five people in a week and you're like, well, you can go to a networking event and talk to 50. Yeah, but what's the likelihood of you maintaining relationships with, relationships with all 50 of those people's cards you get? And then do you even want to maintain relationships with them? By the time you go to lunch with all 50 people you just met, picked up their card, maybe one or two is worth, you know, someone that's worth kind of maintaining a relationship with. Why not just make a cold calling list of people you want to get in with, call those people, you talk to five in a week, then maintain those relationships. And then every week you start to do that. And now you, and you know, you got all these, you have, you just built up a, a Rolodex full of people you actually want to potentially work with, right. Or, or that are a good target market for when the timing's right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of the and and again, this might be me imposing my worldview on on other people, but you know, when when I originally got into the industry, 
I didn't have a network. I still don't really. And so I cold calling was my way to get in the door. And I, it just really frustrated me. And I, and I wrote this in the letter is because what you'll hear is, or at least what I heard was this false dichotomy where it's like, Oh, cold calling doesn't work. It's all about relationships, you know, it, relationships, relationships, relationships. And my point is <laughs> cold calling and a net and networking quote unquote, accomplish the same thing, build relationships, cold calling. You can just, you can get so many more relationships built and granted a lot of them are going to take longer if you're doing cold outbound and I get it, but you're going to be surprised how many of those first calls you make, you do get in the door. So it's like, it's this false dichotomy that they are opposites and they are not opposites. You can still build a relationship. Like how many people think about it? How many people do you call that you called six months ago or a year ago or two years ago? And now you're, you know, you're Mike of the insurance, you're Mike of the construction insurance guy, you know, or they follow you on LinkedIn or you write them a handwritten letter. You know, it's all these different ways that you nurture the relationship. They're not oppo opposing ideas. They, they literally do the same thing. I just think cold calling is a much better way to do it. And the other thing I was going to say is to your point, you were saying, okay, well, if you are an introvert, I mean, if you are an extrovert and you do like to go to those networking events, then by all means, go do it. And I totally agree with that. That's not me, but if you like it, go for it. But my point still is the same. If you go back to not this week's newsletter or the newsletter before, if you do the math on these networking events, there is only so many people at that BNI or at that social hour or you know whatever that are going to be like the, that they're going to be in your niche that they're going to meet your your premium minimum that they're going to be, you know, open to talking. And so whether you're networking or not, it still comes down to volume. And I know that tastes like razor blades to so many people out there. Cause they're like, Oh, volume. Oh, it's gross. You know? Oh, I hate that word. It's, it's relationships, but you still have to have the volume in the relationships or you're just, you're just desperately hoping that you, those four or five doors that you get open because Joe, who's your son's soccer coach gave you an introduction to this electrical company. That's his buddy. You know, you are only going to get so many of those opportunities in a year. And so then you hard pressed, you over pursue and you're, you're desperate because that you, you get half a dozen shots a year and you better convert them. And then what happens if you don't man, you hard sold, you've over pursued. And, and that's a hard, that's a, that's hard to come back from. So I, you know, I just, if you're if you're cold calling, you've got a pipeline of a hundred other opportunities, and you don't have to you don't have to drop your pants, or you don't have to over pursue. You know, just like on to the next. Yeah, I think it's also an important point to make up when we talk about revenue size. You know, because we already talked like, hey, you can't really control revenue size. Well, when you're networking and you know, hoping on hoping to get introductions, you really can't control revenue size. And I can speak. It seems like the only. You know, we talk about getting referrals and red hot introductions and stuff. Man, I can tell you, like, usually when I get a referral or even through LinkedIn, the deals end up being relatively small, right? And um, when you cold call, you control, again, control, right? Comes back to you control who you're calling, who you, you know, that you can at least kind of at least hypothesize the size of the account in your head before calling them. Um, but you get these referrals, a lot of times they're just going to be smaller. So, um, 
Yeah, and I know, I think one of the, re in your first letter that you wrote about why networking kind of isn't the best way to do it, one of the pushbacks could, could have been from someone who loves networking could be, well, you know, you're not going there to meet the potential owners. You're going there to meet people and, and, and you don't know who they know, right? But again, every time you add a layer to that intro, you're just, in my opinion, I think yours too, Trey, it's like you're losing control. You're giving up more control. It's taking longer. And I think one of the messages and the things we hope to get get across to people listening is like, I think most of the guys listening to this and gals are like our newer producers, right? And you have a, something called time. You have something called validation that that is like a elephant in the room just kind of creeping up <laughs> about to run you over. It's like, you got to outrun that. And if you think you're going to outrun, uh, and elephants may be a bad example because they're slow, but they're probably relatively <laughs> fast. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not outrunning an elephant. I know that. Shoot. Let's say, let's say a bear because those are big and they're fast. Like, mm. You're not, you're not going to outrun that bear networking too now some people have done it so if that's you great but a lot of times those people had those a really strong network when they brought onto the agency and they had a couple one or two big wins that got them you know they got fortunate right um i'm just saying to the average common person get into insurance even if you have a decent network i just think and i know you think this too cold calling is the best way to to outrun that bear and then guess what after you've built a little base of a book up and if you want to network or whatever do that and the only thing i'll add to this all is if you followed any of my content before it's like we have time to do both yes that's the crazy Agreed. part of all this it's like you can do both we're not telling you cold call or die or cold call or nothing all it takes is four hours a day to make 40 phone calls i'm telling you guys if you're organized and you use a crm um, there's some decent ones out there. I think they're gonna be some better ones, but, uh, you know, <laughs> if you guys are doing that, I'm telling you what, like three hours, four hours, I don't care. And then guess what? Take the afternoon, go to all the fun events you want to do. Go have lunch. I'm whatever. not trying to write as much as you and my number is 25, you know, and it that's two hours. Get to work, bang out your calls, go do your B and I lunch or whatever you want to do. And then you know, whatever. Go to the chamber event. Yeah, you can do all of it. Yes. But what happens is, or what what I see, and I fell victim to this in certain uh, phases of my career, is like you look down the hall and you see how these other guys are doing it, and then so you mimic that because you don't know any different. You tell me I can. You you want me to make a hundred cold calls or two hundred cold calls a week, or I can just go to these B and I lunches, or I can go to some industry event. Well, what do you? Whoop, lost me. What I mean, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to take the path of least resistance. I'm just going to try to go, you know, rub elbows at this event. So then, I mean, it's I I've, I've just seen it so many times. It just it's a recipe for disaster. You look up at the end of three years, and you're like, uh, well, shit. You know, and so I wrote I wrote this tweet the other day, and this is a this is hyperbole, and I understand that, but I was trying to make the point, and let me see if this makes any. Let me see if I can. Where is this? Oh, I said prediction. The internet has democratized networks forever. The agencies that embrace, implement, and innovate their cold outbound will own the future. Mm, that's good. And so. 
is that true? Is that true across the board? I mean, no. I mean, you have guys that you know their their dad has a huge network, or they have a huge net. You know, whatever. I realize that there are except there's always exceptions to the rule, but I actually think because of technology, and now everybody knows ten or fifteen brokers. It's the agents who actually go in the opposite direction of what we think of as technology and actually do make the manual outbound. They're actually the ones that will uh, be better served long term. So anyways. Yeah, no, I I think that's a good point. And we, and I, we should also add a disclaimer on here, too. If you're selling life insurance or you're selling high net, even high net worth, you know, especially high net worth, because we probably got some listeners that, that do that. I got a guy in my office I work with. He does high net worth uh, personal lines. Um, of course, you should probably just he's better off like he he leverages uh, mortgage brokers and like people like that. Right. Um, investment advisors, financial advisors, because he understands that he's going to need so much volume to get his deal done. He has to leverage relationships we are talking to mid-market producers here right and so again if you're writing a thousand dollar five thousand dollar accounts i had a guy message me last week he's like hey man i'm, I'm at x amount of money or of revenue i keep writing these thousand dollar accounts i'm doing a ton of ton of volume i was like he's like to grow do you think i should go up to five thousand i was like dude no you got to go up to ten thousand like so again i'm not one of those people who thinks you need to go after whales and go uh, gorilla hunting or whatever but um, if you're calling the right size of account and you're calling, you know, 10,000 in revenue plus is your target in your head. Is that, if that's your floor, again, you don't need the volume that these high net worth guys or, you know, life insurance or whatever. So that's, that's where I also think when people just hear, oh, insurance, networking, like life insurance, you know, personal lines. Well, that's different. They're selling to everybody. We have a very select few people that we're trying to sell to when you look at the whole scheme of things even if you look at all businesses if you really say hey i don't want to write people that are paying under seventy-five thousand in premium or a hundred thousand in premium the pot of prospects gets really really small you know relatively there's still a ton out there but relatively speaking it gets really really small and um and then if you even go you made a good point on this in the newsletter if you go niche into plumbing well you go to these networking events what are the odds that people you're meeting rubbing elbows with are going to just know 25, 30 plumbers, right? Over the, like, cause to build your book to the point you want to get it to, you're going to have to have a substantial amount of clients and, you know, so yeah. So the odds that everyone you meet is going to refer you to a plumber, good luck, you know, or a security guard company, whatever niche you pick. Um, so I think if you're going to go niche, the best way is cold calling or, you know, I think you talked to a guy who does this like online marketing, extremely narrowly focused and um, it just, going all in on that that regard yeah and there are you know so so like to hayden in your office that does private client he has the luxury of having these points of contacts where they have already aggregated everybody in a clump right mm -hmm. and that's that's what he can do but in our but in our space they're not there's not some central point of contact that is aggregated business owners that all pay over $10,000 a year, you know, so that's why it's different with private client, you know, that CPA that Hayden's calling on, he knows he's got plenty of high net worth people on his Rolodex, right? But on that Rolodex, it's doctors, it's lawyers, it's, you know, inherited money, it's, you know, all kinds of different things. They're not all 
mid-market business owners. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, it's a, it's, it's really hard to find that aggregate, someone who's aggregated what we're looking for in the mid-market. And I would say the only thing that comes close is like your industry associations, like the state plumbing association or whatever. And if you want to go to those events, fine, right? Because we said you can do both. But what I've found going to those events is a lot of the people who go to those events, they're small. They're small mom and pop shops, right? And they need that association as leverage to do the things that they need to do to get like whether it's discounts for different vendors in their you know, in their industry. Um, and also those associations are typically geographically bound. Oh, my computer's going down. They're geographically bound, right, to a city or to a part of a state or whatever. But, um, you know, I think we're both advocates of getting outside of your 100-mile radius, picking a niche, but then going much wider geographically. So I do think ah, – plug it in my computer. They, they are beneficial, no doubt. But I actually think the majority of their benefit becomes, comes in their member directory. So you join them. Sure, you can go network at the association events. That's great. If you're an extrovert, go do it. But, dude, print off that member directory and be smiling and dialing. You know, that's that's where the value comes for those guys. That's where they've already aggregated them. Now, you may not see what their premium size is, but it's still better than not. So, Funny story on that. Um, I had a client, and they do a certain line of work, and I go in their office for the first time. Actually, I hadn't met him. I wrote his business, hadn't met him, and then we went to lunch probably six, seven months later. And uh, talk about doing things in reverse, right? <laughs> ah, building relationships with cold outbound. Interesting. It does, it does Time, happen. Times have changed. You can cold outbound, help them on their insurance, solve their problems, and then take them to lunch, right? Mm -hmm. um, anyways, now we have a really good relationship. Uh, talk all the time, text here and there, you know, been to lunch another time. But uh, anyways, first time I go to his office, he has like a sign like, member of blah, blah, blah association. I was like, oh man, that's, I didn't know you were a member of that. And you know, how do you, how do you like it? He's like, he's like, dude, I haven't been to that thing in like 20 years from <laughs> since I started the company. He's like, that's such a waste of money. I should probably cancel it. Right. And I'm mm -hmm. not trying to poo poo on those associations, but I am saying that what happens is, you know, what happens is uh, those, those owners don't have time for it. Once they've grown, there is those diehards, right? Those people that buy in and, and run that thing. But a lot of people are not invested emotionally or really their time invested. The owner's not at least, and they might send their BDP business development reps there or suppliers send all their folks there. And a lot of times people who are propping it up are like the suppliers, the vendors that, you know, the people mm -hmm. trying to sell to those folks. Um, yep. But, but the folks in it, you know, there's, there's those diehards. Yep. Not everybody shows up at industry events. But everybody shows up in the uh, industry member directory. Exactly. Boom. Exactly. So, anyways, tweet, yeah. Tweet, tweet that puppy. That's a that's a zinger. Um, how long we've we been going for here? Not I think very long, long enough. I don't know. No, long minutes. enough. <laughs> you ready to be done? <laughs> hey man, it's networking. We're talking about networking. It makes me fall asleep. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Right. Um. I haven't, I'm not adequately caffeinated, so I'm trying to think if there's any other points that I want to hit uh, before we cut everybody loose. Anything else that you wanted to say? I mean, I, th I think we've hit the points. I mean, I think the biggest thing is stop bad-mouthing cold calling. 
but also if you're a newer agent listening to this, stop listening to people saying it's, you know, network relationships. It's not what you know, it's who you know. It's like, okay, if that's the truth, it's not what you know, it's who you know. There's some truth to that. But guess what? You have the power to expand who you know, you know. Boom. So then, and the best way to get to know those people is by controlling the conversations with who you reach out to and try to get to know. Or you can leave it in the hands of some networking group, right? And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's all I would say. And so get out there, make the cold calls. I know it sucks. Eat the frog. Do what you got to do. Um, I know volume just doesn't hit hit well these days. It doesn't give you the warm and fuzzies, but that's kind of what it comes down to. And uh, again, last I'll say this is we're not asking you to pick. You can do both. So, Yep. All right. So one last thing. Do we want to do we want to pull back the curtain and tell everyone about the super cool thing that we're top secret thing that we're building, or do we want to just tease it and then uh what are your thoughts? I think it's too risky to pull back the curtain at this point, mainly because okay. I don't want to be knocked off by anyone. <laughs> And I think I think there's a couple steps we got to take before we can start to pull back the curtain. But we can okay, definitely so we'll just we'll tease it. We we're building yeah. something. If you are a if you are a new producer or a sure. seasoned producer who is uh, committed to growing with cold outbound, we are building something, and we think you'll like it. Is that vague enough? Yeah, yeah. Those remind, too much? reminds me of the, too much. No, that, they give that away too much. Of, like the ads leading up to the Super Bowl. You know, sometimes they'll be like mm. coming January twenty fifth, and like and they'll show like glimpses all the like the weeks leading up to it, and then the big launch or like the iPhone, you know, whatever. I don't know if the iPhone does that too, but I, I will tell this. I mean, we do have a we have a book coming out. Uh, I think we've decided that it's going to be called ninety percent. The tagline is why most producers fail and how to beat the odds. So we, I think we can. I think it's fair to say that that's coming. That's coming. Yeah, that's not uh, sometime the big thing, in 2024. It's not the big thing, but it's it's coming. All right, cool. Uh, well, with that, I will tell you where to go find us. If you are new, you can go to maxrevenueletter.beehive.com. That every Sunday we send you, you know, basically, I guess you could call it a newsletter, but it's just kind of like an email from us uh, on something to help you grow your book or help you, you know, be a better producer. So I'll, you know, trade you that newsletter every Sunday for your email address. Mike is doing some cool stuff over on YouTube. Uh, he's got a series right now called Diary of a New Producer where he and his mentee, Ian Cognito, no, not his real name. Um, Mike is basically coaching him up. He's super green, how to grow, you know, show, it's, it's a week by week breakdown of, all the ups and downs that Ian's going through and Mike is basically narrating it and tell us about what they're talking about and his successes and failures and every, everything in between. And then lastly, our, our one little product is a producer playbook. It's basically a five video module course on how to grow a book of business from scratch, from soup to nuts, A to Z, how to build a list, how to cold call, how to open doors, how to position for the BOR, how to ask for the BOR, all that good stuff. So anyways, with that, I will bid you adieu. Adios. Have a great week, everybody. Give them hell.